0: to Upstage Downstage with him, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle, and him, Stephen Rees, typically seated in the cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked, and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat, and and let's raise that curtain. curtain. On today's episode we'll be discussing The Ocean at the End of the Lane. We saw this production at Sheffield Lyceum on the 15th of May 2023. From the imagination of Neil Gaiman, best-selling author of Coraline, Good Omens and The Sandman*, comes the National Theatre's major new stage adaptation of The Ocean at the End of the Lane. This thrilling adventure of fantasy, myth and friendship is a five-star spectacular which blends magic with memory in a tour de force of storytelling that takes audiences on an epic journey to a childhood once forgotten and the darkness that lurks at the very edge of it. So Richard, what's it all about? Returning to his childhood home, a man finds himself
1: standing beside the pond of the old Sussex farmhouse where he used to play. He's transported to his 12th birthday when his remarkable friend Letty claimed it wasn't a pond but an ocean, a place where everything is possible. Plunged into a magical world, their survival depends on the ability to reckon with ancient forces that threaten to destroy everything around them. But first, our post-show opinion!
0: A spectacular masterpiece from start to finish. An unforgettable piece of stagecraft that is one to treasure. So with all that said, let's set Set the the scene! So Richard, ocean at the end of the lane. Set the scene! Bloody mess of everything.
1: So, Stephen, we walked into the auditorium. Did we? Yeah, we walked into the auditorium and we. Uh, took to our seats? Yeah, we took to our seats and we took to the front row actually. Yeah. And we we're a little bit um, perplexed as we may, may have thought. We thought, yeah. Put your teeth in. We were a little perplexed because when you looked up, you thought, am I going to actually see anything in this production? Because the, the way of the staging is. It's quite a, a raise on the stage, in front. Yes.
0: And the, so, of the set was all bushy, wasn't it? Like yeah.
1: Yeah, there was vines, and it basically looked like um, you'd gone outside and raided a load of dead trees from the uh, and, and twigs and twine and stuff from from the forest up the road, and we just shoved it on stage because. It, it, Is that the produced... forest up
0: the road by the ocean at the end of the lane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. you have to turn left before the ocean though?
1: Oh, I turn right. Yeah, well, if you turn right, you, you, you just never come back. You're just
0: asking for trouble. You are.
1: just going to go wrong. So, yeah, so basically, it was a... It didn't really give anything away, the production. It was to, very to, much like a bare stage yeah. uh, production, wasn't it? It was all black. Everything
0: was like... The staging was painted black. The. It was angled, uh, so it it came off um, down towards us.
1: Yeah, it was quite imposing, and the, mm. the flat space was actually... Normally the the rake of the stage comes forward so you can actually see everything wherever you sit. Whereas this played with that a little bit more, and I luckily I
0: thought we might actually miss something, but actually we didn't. So well, they took the front row of seats out to accommodate yes, the did. extra speakers and uh, the extra bit that covered the the the, the beautiful artistry artwork yeah. of the actual the front stage of the stage of the in Lyceum. the Lyceum. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah,
1: and. Yeah, so at the back of the stage, it was literally black cloth. It was it was almost just a, just the end of the end of the, the back of the stage was almost like the end of the lane. Really, you, it was almost like you were looking down a, a road with trees, basically, and that's what you were you were shown. So you didn't really know what was going to happen because it was just empty, bare
0: space. Really, it allowed every th- you to feel. Like well, it allowed everything to be unexpected. Yes, put it, it that did. way. Yeah, it didn't set you up to
1: think something's going to happen. You it, it, it almost unnerved you a little
0: bit. Did you know what was going to happen or what? No, what never seen side? it. No, I haven't. Never I haven't read the book. Not seen it. No, no. So it was very much an intriguing piece, and uh, the first particular scene was we've we shown the Pardon? We've shown the funeral, weren't we? Yeah. Go on, then you talk about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the first scene we see um the whole cast on stage with basically a pillar of light from above to actually show the hole in the floor of uh, the ground where the, the somebody's been buried. So you're basically reenacting the, the final the, the final moment they say bye to
0: bye to somebody. But you don't really know who that is or what that is at that point. And it wasn't the whole cast, was it? It was just the they had like additional um like Dancers yeah. in, in black, yeah, uh, well, yes yeah. as extra bodies and yeah, people that just move furniture on and off.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we saw Trevor Fox, who plays the dad, walk through this white light really, and just stand in front of the stage, almost like he's. Once he's been there, he sits on a bench because the bench appears out of the from the side of stage, and he just sits on there to to watch the world go by a little bit, and he's greeted by somebody. So you still don't really know what's happening at this point in the production, do you? No. (laughs) Well, you don't. You don't.
0: You don't. You have no idea, and it continues to play with you like that because he then, oh, there's like uh, this uh, dodgy bit at the very beginning where this, it's like wooden plank of a bench gets wheeled on in like a rope pulleys, so it's like squeak on 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 shifting over a little bit and then the um the old lady comes out and uh stands by it because the um <clears throat> trevor fox who's the dad sits there and talks and then they have a cup of tea yeah because uh, this is pretty much setting up the beginning of the play but also it doubles up as the ending of the journey yes at the very end of the play as well yeah, you have seen so, a,
1: a fast-forward shot to what happens at the end, at the start, really.
0: Yeah, so you're not really sure as to what's going on other than there's been a death, but then it all makes sense at the very end of the play as to whose death that is and why. Yeah. And then once that scene finishes, you're then introduced by other characters. The the, the Oh, <clears throat> a car comes in out of nowhere, right at the back. Yeah. To witness... Um, Witness the death, the of, death of, of the lodger. Su- yes, the death of the lodger, which was a suicide, Yeah. allegedly. And then, out of nowhere, this young lad comes running out past the past us in the audience, and he jumps straight up onto the stage and gets embroiled into the drama. And then that's where the journey of the lad is then our main protagonist. Yeah, and that's his, main his, first,
1: his first view of death, really, because that's when he sees... He sees the lodger. He's, he's only meant to be at 11 at the first time he enters stage. So so he's seeing his first experience of somebody dying, but seeing somebody dying
0: in front of him almost. And mm. that, that's just where the chaos begins, maybe. And then from there, he um, you just follow his story, basically, whether that's yeah. with his own family, with his sister. But it goes into a bit of a surreal, weird... It's almost fantasyland. With- it, it does, yeah, it, it, whether it triggers something within him, because he then goes to this um, family of people who seem to be sort of on the supernatural side of things, so the young girl, yeah. her mother, and then a grandmother. And yeah, the, the grandmothers have already been introduced at the very beginning yeah. of the play anyway. And uh, they sort of go out playing and then find a 50-pence piece in the fish. Yes. Yeah, and that's like really weird, yeah. because like someone's giving money away yeah. to people to yeah. coerce them, you know, and it turns out to be... And then he goes Are to Oh we're sleep. giving out spoilers here. Well it might be <laughs> yeah, I don't, but, don't. but I suppose it's
1: in the book. It's in it's not something that's but well, I suppose. Yes. Um but then he finds that he then in turn discovers that he's now finding fifty Ps and yeah. he's extracting, them out of it himself. Yeah, what, what's that? Exfactorating exfactorating. Extracting, yes. X-fact Something to do with Simon Cowell. Yes, and Louis husband
0: husband he's extracted a fifty pence piece from his hand. Out of his mouth. He wakes up in the morning. Oh, that's right. Yes. yes. What comes out of his? Oh no. It's yeah, like that's later. a tape. That's later. It? Like a tape, one thing. Yeah.
1: So yeah, so we're seeing that he's actually been almost identified by another worldly creature to yeah. To embody this person, to actually that this otherworldly creature basically wants to give him what he wants by giving him money and thinking that that's what he wants, you know, that's what his desires are, when actually it's not the case.
0: Was that what it was about? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's what they said. Was it?
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm very insightful on this.
1: And that's where the uh, the the link then came to the um, the flea and the fact that they. Mm. We talk about the flea being a tiny little insect. Actually, the flea in this wasn't a tiny little insect.
0: Not when it goes into the realms of surrealism. No. And it goes into fantasy land and it being a complete huge beast entity in itself. But, yeah. you know, maybe the flea is the same size, yes. but they get shrunk. Yeah, of course. Honey, I shrunk the children. Yeah, exactly. At the ocean, at the end of the lane, behind the bush on the right, behind the twigs and branches. Ah, oh. Well, come on. I'm trying to think of how we. Well, we don't particularly need to discuss the actual play in every little scene, no, by scene detail, we don't, do we? No. Let's leave something. Yeah, yeah. For, we've given enough now. The, the viewers. Yeah, I mean, we've we given can... enough because we can't think of any more to add. <laughs> Although there's lots more to uh, add. There's loads, there's loads more loads to add. More. But... I think if we're going to be doing it scene by scene, we're going to be here all day, and we yeah, haven't we got that be. long because we've got Titanic to watch. Yes. Now, think about it. Set the scene. No, we've done that. <laughs> There's a lot of, sets of scenes to be set of the scenes. You're thinking.
1: It's thinking. Thinking. Come on then. You said oh. think about it. I said I'm thinking. Oh dear God.
0: See what I've got to put up with? Yeah. Get out. Okay. So there we are. That's our discussion of The Ocean at the End of the Lane. Get in. So, should we talk about the writing or the directing? Because this is a tricky one in a way. I feel like, for me, there's more to talk about the whole technical side of the production yeah, and, and the direction yeah. rather than the actual writing of the the dialogue. Yes, Because, I agree. as you can probably tell so far, I can't remember that much about the ins and outs of the, the plot and the story and the dialogue because I was just blown away by everything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on!
1: Yeah, this is definitely a piece where if you tried to maybe read the book and then do this, they must have had so much work in their heads. Or they must have... I'll be honest, there might have been a lot that ended up on the cutting room floor for this production to actually how they directed it and performed it. Because this was very much a black stage, bare stage, empty stage performance with... Props or set pieces just to enhance or move the production along. A
0: whole, they just brought their imagination straight to the stage, and they allowed it to flourish.
1: But it must have been a collaborative piece where they must have had a lot of people involved in that process because they couldn't have rehearsed some of the things without just trialing them, see what works, play with the light, move with you know. You can see why it must have been quite. Well, you can see
0: why they had a movement director because there was a lot of movement to direct.
1: Yeah. Well, exactly. But also the puppetry and things like that. You've got to come up with the wonderful world before you can decide how to make the creatures move or the, the yeah. things that are in it move. And
0: the thing is, with the puppets on this one, there was a, the small puppets of when they were in the like the, the ocean floating yes. around yeah, yeah, at yeah, yeah. the end, and then you had the great big beasts and the birds and the, beast and, and the stuff. Yeah, yeah. But this was quite similar in terms of how Robert Ickes. Uh, Animal Farm was yes. done with all the small animals yeah. and then the bigger, huge, yeah. like, box of the horse and, yeah. and all those other little bits and pieces. Yeah, care you and know, attention this... was
1: taken to every element, really. Yeah,
0: this was very much up there with the production style of Animal Farm for me, I feel. Yeah,
1: and also yeah. War Horse and things like that because I've seen War, so War Horse. I've never seen that. And this is the same sort of style of performance in where you don't really see the people even though you know they're there mm. the puppets are coming to life yeah even though you know there's somebody holding rods or wires or it th- that becomes necessary because you know yeah. that they're they're embodying this character or
0: performer mm. and that was all part of it as well yeah it was right. definitely there's other little bits of bobs i do need to uh discuss but i think that would be if we talk about the ensemble yes Th- that was just perfect casting in a way yes. to be able to have people move about bringing things on and off stage yeah. but to do it in a way where whilst the main character is maybe thinking because there's one particular scene where he's in yeah. this like a um, little house do i stay or do i go what's happening yeah and these the ensemble have these the furnitures in their hands and they're above their head yeah it's like I'm putting it down yet or am I not? Yeah. Are we going yet? Or, or and you or almost felt like the stage was breathing. Yeah. And it you felt like it was And it wasn't until he decided that he was gonna stay yeah. where they actually, okay, we'll put it down and then we'll move yeah. away. It added to the indecision. It added to the the performer. Yeah. And it also made it feel as if these people were hiding or lurking yeah. in the background. Yeah, always like, there. Like shadows yeah. in yeah. a way. You know, like um, if they turned around, they froze or they they disappeared. You yeah, know, they wouldn't have to be seen, but they were definitely there yeah. bringing stuff on and on. And it, it, I don't know about on you and on, but it, it on, and on, and on,
1: and on But I don't know about you, but it it almost unnerves you as a as a as an audience member. Because as an audience member you sit there almost feeling like are they gonna sit behind me? Or you know, you feel like they're there all the time because of the way mm-hmm. that they do it on stage. It's it's that feeling that well, what's gonna happen next, you know.
0: Wow. One thing I hope will never happen is that someone opens some bloody Pringles and sweets. Yeah, and they didn't do that this no. time. Now, I must give a shout out to Katie Rudd, the director for this. Yeah. To have an image in her head about wanting to create this masterpiece. Because yeah. this is what this is. This it is, is a masterpiece of it is. of everything. Yeah. You know, stagecraft, technical craft, Yeah. playing with the lights and the sound and everything. But it's
1: also having restraint to do a performance like this and know what works and what doesn't and being confident in that. Mm. Because as a director, it's very easy to use everything, and she's obviously reined back on certain things. Even though she, even though herself, she might have had wild ideas. She's been very clever in just just tightening it up to make sure. Yeah, but being reserved in making it a strong stylized piece isn't easy, and.
0: The thing is, I don't think this was stylized. It was just fantasy.
1: But yeah, exactly. But what I mean is, it to keep it within that one style, to keep it within mm. that one view and look. It all felt as one. There was no jarring element that felt like why was that there or what was that. None of it felt mm. like it. What well, didn't matter
0: or wasn't part of the production. I think what helped was if anything was repeated, it was repeated well. Yeah, exactly. It, it was repeated differently. Yeah there was another version or a take to it yeah. and I think that helped the production um, grip you and entertain yeah. you and make you think oh now what 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 next what are you going to show me now it yeah. was basically a stage show of just showing off your technical abilities yeah, as, exactly. as to what you can do on stage yeah. and yeah. get away with yeah. and playing with the lights and the shadows and stuff is definitely something that they can definitely do yeah, confidently definitely. or bold yeah. And um captivating. Because that day. is
1: not easy because it's very easy to let a technician or technical or let well, let lighting directors or lighting designers run away with things. And sometimes you've got to stick to your guns and say, No, this is how we're doing it. It doesn't matter if people are lit well or not lit well, this is how it's being done because mm this is the reason we're doing it. And then when you sit back and... So there were some scenes where, I suppose we're drifting technical things, but it's more directing. There's there's, there's certain scenes where they weren't very well lit, but it felt like people were walking out of a space and into another, Mm. and the shadows mattered. The things that were cast by the natural shadows of people or less light in one space and more light in another. When you ran round that space, it felt bigger and it felt more cavernous than just... When did you run around that
0: set? Well, there there (laughs) were certain
1: bits where when you you saw the movement from one space to the other on stage Mm. and running to the back, you felt like they were running through trees, or you felt like, you know, it didn't feel like it was just all very well lit and... It didn't, it didn't, it didn't feel, you, you wouldn't have that in real world, you know, if the sun's coming through the trees, every channel of light comes from a different, slightly different angle, all from the same position, but it all, mm. like, in the shadows, in the dark, you know, moonlight doesn't just well light everything, you know, and I think that was, that's what they, they, they picked up on
0: really well. Mm. I think also credit uh, where credit is due that they utilised everything in that stage. Oh god, gotcha. every, every prop, inch. E- even like the sound effects for certain things that were on there. When we're talking about, well, I suppose it's again technical thing, but like when it was a toaster or when it was, you know, the the oven, the toast yeah. in the oven thing burning, or like the the bus scene. Yeah. Where someone's getting like um, when someone's getting like almost drowned or, or the bits and I'm trying I don't, I don't particularly want to give stuff away but there was a lot of stuff going on at every corner of the stage. Yeah. Even when it was a great big fight scene or climbing up the things or yeah. demons coming in and out and everything, it was just mind boggling to be honest as to yeah. how they managed to achieve such a, an amazing feat.
1: Yeah. And it's one of those productions that you still think about. Definitely. That's important when some people forget that... Leave you thinking about theatre is important to make you want to go and see it again. But if a director can do that, they've done it. Mm. You, don't, you know. But this really.
0: has left me thinking and wondering and pondering more on the technical aspects than the writing, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: but then I the can... directing
0: with all that as well. But, but
1: then I can probably see that if it's such a well-known book and then you do a production well, i don't know it. i know you don't but I, what i'm thinking is if it's such a well-known book and a lot of people have read it to see it then on stage if you already know the story i feel like this would still shake the floor for mm. somebody who saw it live compared to it being on the, on a, a, a page you know and i think that's that may be why they went this route to do it
0: I mean, if they'd have done it on a film, yeah, I think you'd probably lose a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have definitely have more stuff to do yeah. or use, but I feel that the tricks up their sleeve that they played out here works so well yeah. and aided with the whole fantasy element of that and the yeah. storytelling element that you know it's um this is definitely a stellar production.
1: Well, you felt like you were in a film. You, well, you, you felt like you felt were part of the journey. You were part of the the you were part. You felt like you were the. You were sitting in the middle of it, and I think that that's where you can't recreate that on, you know, a recorded film, or you know, you can't. Rec- mm. It's very difficult to do that if you start using CGI. And I think this is the whole point with this. There's no CGI. There's no creating things out of a drawing on a page. This is creating things out of physical movement. Physical, yeah, yeah. movement, and and that is more unnerving and real and realistic even though you know it's more that entertaining it's entertaining as as face it and creative but i think that's when when you've played with light in the way that they did it blurred the the lines in your eyes when you're watching stuff and you're going yes i know that's like not real but it's starting to really feel real and mm. it's nightmarish and in a in a way that makes you sit up and go oh, am i actually watching this on stage because it's mm. starting to blur the lines now you know and, yeah. and that's that's when like you said with an ensemble cast an ensemble cast that are all on it whatever happened and what what we'd probably say is that the ensemble cast we there are there are sort of key members in this that have got cast positions in the production but they were all involved if they were wearing a black hood or they were they were all doing something else when they weren't on stage they weren't just waiting for their part to come on there were certain members of that you could still see that there were one minute there were a, say the daughter or the sister, and the next minute they were, in full black, doing all the other parts of the production, and I think that that showed a lot. There was strong direction from yeah. the off here
0: on this production.
1: It was sharp and to the point as well.
0: Funny in places yeah. as, as well, and uh, it was intriguing, especially when you're trying to knit everything together yeah. because a long period of time you were just entertained and uh, captivated by everything technical that was going on that it doesn't occur to you until the very end where oh yeah that was what happened and you know it's as if you yourself lost the plot because you were just entertained and just captivated by as I said the whole technical aspect now saying all that without saying anything else shall we move on to the acting yes moving on to our next segment as we say we're here for for the the drama. drama Okay, so we've got a great cast here, as well as the ensemble, because I don't think we need to uh, leave them out of the picture whatsoever. No, not at all. they were all part of it. I'll start with, um, not necessarily the main person, but the person that probably everybody knows, Charlie Brooks. Yeah. You know? Everyone knows her as uh, Janine Butcher from uh, EastEnders. Uh, But she was just uh, fantastic when she made her appearance, because I completely forgot she was in this. Yeah, I didn't realise either. I didn't really... I sort of recognised her name, but I,
1: I just was more excited about seeing this than really paying attention to the cast because I think, you know, for cast, it's not always about familiarity with certain cast members. No. It's just about seeing them perform the characters and she really performed her character. And Absolutely. In in my eyes, she threw away any pre-performances of somebody else. She just became this character and I've never seen a production where somebody comes across as demonic and you feel that they're demonic. <laughs> <laughs> you know because there's that that like yeah. perfection in performance and i never th- you know it was just intense and i think that's probably well, the way to describe she it reveled in it she yeah.
0: enjoyed this yeah you know and i think when an actor really enjoys the part that they're given something gritty something different yeah. something unusual yeah that they you know they will embellish it and they'll go yeah. to town on it and just take joy from that and i think we as an audience member Pick up on that,
1: and I think it's easy to make something like this type of performance cheesy and camp if you do that character without understanding the placement within the production. Yeah,
0: and I think she did. Well, the moment did, you said cheesy and camp, I was thinking the uh, Spooky Mormon Halley. Yeah, well, Malcolm of course. Onwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but it's easy
1: to, to, yes. to dip into that. It, yeah, it's... and and not leave you go feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. Whereas she made you feel uncomfortable, and it was. In a in a good way. Do you it know what? Was, you know this
0: is the people who did Wicked Lady. Yeah, should take note of this. They really should. This is how you do something that's scary and thr- yeah. like thriller and chilling. And even if fighting. they took, a, I'll
1: be honest. Even if they took a few elements from what we saw, yeah, they did actually make a lot of lot of effort, Difference. a lot of change to the you know how they perform mm. something.
0: But no, I but think yeah, her performance was definitely just incredible
1: I won't forget her performance in this definitely because and not. I think that's something to take away from it you remember certain things she does we won't give too much away but this no, yeah. you know I mean the scene with the doors we won't say anymore but yeah definitely amazing yeah totally just witchcraft on stage That's I think yeah. that's the easiest way to describe it and that is not easy no. at all Yeah, You know, this is something that's happening live in front of you, not something that's happening, you know, with a pre-recorded projection. There's no projections in this production. There's no backdrops. There's no this, that, and the other. It's all done in front of your eyes, and and it's just clever, 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 clever. Yeah. To be honest, all the other casts were great. I mean, Keir was great as well, the the guy who played the the lead boy, basically. He was always on stage, really, and you saw him go through every emotion in the world and pull it off and perform really well.
0: I think. Yeah, you followed his journey and, and you were just there as his sort of like a wingman or wing yeah, person. Yeah, definitely. Just yeah. being right there, going through everything. But I'll tell you what, I who I did actually like, the girl. Yes, definitely. Millie Hikasa was definitely one of the standouts. And I, I thought when I was first watching this that um, she was given uh, an outstanding performance, that I just loved her character, loved how she acted and... And, and how she was. And that was before um, it, like even uh, Charlie Books came out, you know. And I thought that... Um, I totally agree. This character just... She she had a... Um, whether it was a natural um, accent, but she had like a Cornish, um, Somerset, Devonshire, sort of down south accent. Um, and that sort of helped with the, the character. Yeah. Like the, the mother and the grandmother, they played their parts well. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah. But I don't think it was anything necessary to shout about simply because they were just portraying characters that were just them. Yeah. Their, their How their characters were written didn't necessarily seem to have any kind of um, things that made them stand they were, out as
1: such. They were almost the grounding characters, weren't they? They're the ones that they were like, mm. you know, because of all the chaos and things that were happening, they were bringing a little bit of normality into the, the performance to then springboard you into the, so much more chaos
0: again. I suppose like the, the grandmother was very stereotypical old woman that was more like it could see like into the future yeah I mean, she probably couldn't but yeah she like the, the oracle yeah she, she was, was there yeah. playing that yeah. kind of a role and the mother was very much um yeah me mother matriarch like the, is yeah, a, yeah my mother the, the oracle and me uh my daughter's like this um spiritualist person doing yeah. stuff and we, yeah. i never we never really got to know the mother as such no
1: no and i can see why the characters were like that to then add more power to the to the bigger performances. Well,
0: yeah, you don't necessarily focus on those characters because no. they're there just to fill no. the role and whatever. But exactly. Um, unfortunately, sometimes that doesn't make that big. The actors are giving. I don't mean stand-out performances, but no, you not exactly. notice those characters as well or as. Yeah, they played the part, really part within thing. it. Yeah,
1: but they didn't. You know, they, they, you couldn't. Their parts didn't require the
0: dynamicism that the others did in a way. That was a spooky word for you, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> I thought you were trying to say dialysis and uh, the ensemble. Let's just... Uh, I mean, we've already said about those as well, but I think without them, it would have been a slightly a different, different production because not only have you got to have all these sets and all the props coming on and off, but how they interacted with everyone, doubled up, made we, the shadows, made the extra figures yeah. in the background and held the toys up in the lights. And, yeah. and,
1: and I mean, I'll be honest, the creatures. but it wasn't just holding them in the light. It was... How they presented them to the light, or they became otherworldly when they grabbed them and made them float. In a, in a way. It was like, yeah, you know, it, it wasn't it, just. I feel like they were like working on revolving doors because I felt like they were running off stage and back on again. Running off stage and back on again.
0: They were always doing something, and if like, they put something down, they were picking something else up. So for me, the ensemble felt like they were portraying dark matter in that instance where they were holding the toys up and yeah. just. Keeping them floating in the light. You didn't necessarily see them, but more you focused on the toys going up and about because that's exactly what they were. Yeah. They were portraying this sort of in between everybody's performance and all the colours. It was just the continuation
1: being... of puppetry as well, as it? yeah, it was that sort of it yeah. gave things life, didn't they? You know.
0: But yeah, just strong performances throughout, including, you know, the likes of the dad, the boy, and, and the sister as well. You know, they all played their part equally well, equally strong, and it was just a joy to watch every single actor really enjoy being a part of this production because this was a big, kick-ass production. It really was. Of yeah. huge magnitude, you know. Yeah. So, um, well done to everyone involved. Moving on to our next segment, as we say... What the, what the tech, tech is this? So, technical aspects for The Ocean at the End of the Lane. There was a lot of technical stuff here, wasn't there? There was, and then there wasn't. Well, there was. Well, there was, but what I'm saying is, I mean
1: that, there was a lot of stagecraft that oh there was a lot of stagecraft but it was technical stage there was there was technical stagecraft but but then, there was, wasn't. but then there wasn't as in there was a lot of effects that were done purely by playing with the dark which means there's less light on stage and there were certain times when the 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 lighting was focused to the front of the stage mm. so it played with your eyes so you never really saw what was going back happening in the background mm. um which then meant that you you sort of you, it was almost it's almost like you're walking around in the dark and you're starting to see things that you don't actually know if you're seeing them or it yeah. was playing with that and your eyes and stuff like that because there were certain elements where they just happen and they used a lot of smoke and they used a lot of things to to evoke intrigue or mystery yeah. to hide wires or you know there was a few bits where people were flown in and stuff and they used the smoke to hide the wires cleverly but because they lit it lower you didn't know there were all everything was there so it, it, mm. it just blurred the lines between the stagecraft and the technical side of it really and i think that was done really well you know mm. and they used the, quite a few leds to um a line round door frames and things like that, but then that detracted your eyes from other things that were happening in the darkness, and mm. that was it
0: was quite clever in that way. To, you know. I love the amount of detail they went into, and yeah. on the oven that they brought out, it wasn't just the smoke that we had uh, for the burning of the toast, but there was a light just at the side yeah. that shone just underneath side of a towel that was yeah. just over a rail yeah. that i don't think they ever used no but it, was just... it gave so much depth and it stopped that light going straight out yeah but it just enhanced his attention that to detail section. in those little bits that yeah just... and it, even in in the like the, the old woman's like cottage shack thing yeah. when they had the, the oven arger thing yeah they had the red lights under there but whilst um uh, the, the little boy well whilst the boy was going to sleep there was a fan effect you could hear the sound yeah. of a fan just like still rotating around because it was hot yeah, yeah it was exactly. spread, kicking yeah. out the heat yeah there and all those little details even when in the bathroom scene when the father was really losing his rag with his son yeah. the lights changed to green to show yeah. a different side of him and his feelings and the fact that he's slightly regretful of that but he's going down that dark side
1: and I think what was really good was the the lighting design that obviously worked on it well where they held back on colour use only when it was needed
0: for like the monster and and the green scene
1: like the green scene you didn't really see that again no because it was just poignant for that moment. Yes. If they'd have overused it, I think this is the key thing for. was well, the key thing. Oh. This is the thing for this production. Everything had a purpose throughout. They didn't reuse certain things, like the in the first half when there were certain things that were happening. They didn't reuse it again. And they kept it they, they sparingly. Kept it, it didn't they kept thing. it for that piece only, mm. and then used a different thing again for well, the, you know. Yeah,
0: exactly. Case in point. Um, when we first started watching this, yeah. we 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 saw all the vines and the bushes and yes. whatever yeah, you yeah, described yeah, exactly. at the beginning. Yeah. But as it got into it, and you got into the like the dark side or the strange. It's yeah, in the second with, half, wasn't it? it all... Yeah, with the um, the Charlie Brooks' character and the monster and stuff yeah. like that, or the flea. Um, you actually saw the lights in the vines. Yeah. and they move. There, L- there, was, there was loads and of the,
1: um, like. Wired lights within that, but you couldn't see them because no, it, was exactly. lit. it was all hidden, yeah.
0: And there was also something hidden within uh, the, the thing, I can't remember what it was. It was some sort of like was it a sword or something that she used to fight? Or something, yeah. It was yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I remember she, it was a staff one of the characters characters in getting the actual, a, a, yeah. A prop, yeah. yeah. On yeah, yeah. one side, it was a staff, yeah. on the other side, it was ladders to get up, yeah, yeah. To climb exactly. out, you couldn't
1: even see it because you couldn't know it had been done blended such so well that you didn't even know it was there. Yeah.
0: And that's the great thing about. Utilising the technical thing with the set, yeah, so that everything had its purpose and its. And point. then what we also didn't realise at the end, towards the end, anyway, those those
1: trees at the side of stage were actually on pistons, and they all just moved in. Yeah. And became breathing set, and yeah. they were all lit, and and it was it was so perf perfectly, sort of timed, so that you were like, oh my god, it's that that's moving as well now, isn't it? Ah. You know?
0: the moon at the back yes the backdrop of yeah. that that was yeah. that that was good you really yeah
1: and and it was the right perspective it was the right size and everything was, was behind, you know.
0: behind the vines so it made it look like you could see strange shadows through them onto the moon or the other way around whichever way you and want and
1: this it. production is shows you how lighting sound directors choreographers and everybody and set designers all got involved to create this production and work together and and made it a strong piece. Yeah. You only needed one of those those people not to be involved or you know costume to go a different direction or set designers to yeah, go a different direction or thing. have their own ideas that then it would have lost everything mm. that this created. And mm. I think that's when you watch something like this and realize that nobody got in anybody's way they were all had a common goal and a common mm. aim and from a director's perspective that must have been such a really good creative process to create what they did mm. from that
0: and also for the technical aspects of the puppetry yes um just seeing how they used those within the lights and the, the yeah. part that that when when one of the puppets touched the other yeah. to portray that they're going on a journey that they, they lit up yeah exactly and to have those kind of moments
1: to create emotion in puppets is not easy either no
0: but also to have show the light in the dark yes yeah, yeah exactly as well through, that's basically in a lot of the scenes anyway yeah but to use it within the puppets as well yeah exactly and the monsters yeah that's quite interesting well it it,
1: it blurs the line between people doing it and them being real puppet the, the feeling like they're almost real life and I think that's mm. that's what worked really well they it, it, it you you felt for the puppets as well because you you felt like they they were living and breathing yeah rather than them just being oh it's just a puppet on stage you know you, yeah you felt like they'd got they were part of that
0: I think it also represented the fact that they transcended um, transcended tran- Yeah They transcended the human form Yes Into another world Exactly um, For going on their journey yeah. Now whether that's to depict them passing on Or yeah. other people passing on Or just going through this kind of um, passing on place Where other people are
1: Yes And also they were... Um, what was really nice was they were actually the puppeteers, the actual actors became the puppeteers with mm. the ensemble cast, and it was really nice to see that because even though you knew you couldn't really see them facially, you knew they were there, and it was like really, yeah, they you were, know, felt connected to the puppets,
0: exactly. You know? And this is um, more direction rather and movement rather than technical thing, but I'm just going to whack it here now. Anyway, but the fact that the actors were moved about by the um, the ensemble yes definitely as as they were like you say they were moving them as puppets like when yeah. they were trying to get out the window yeah, and stuff exactly. like that and falling it was and...
1: a, it was very like relevant to mm. every part of the production rather than just the puppet scene yeah. you know it was they were very much the the enablers through the the, yeah. the ensemble were the enablers mm. for the production to happen as well
0: yeah. To show the story. Yeah. Good um, soundtrack as well. Definitely good soundtrack. Uh, And it was um, loud when it needed to be loud and it kept you on your toes. Yes. Thoroughly throughout. Yeah,
1: and it it was a real driver in the production. As in, because you know, and and as you say, it was the the volume levels worked when they needed to, sound effects worked when they needed to. I don't think there wasn't a lot of sound effects apart from the odd, like, car... Noise or things like that that got in the way. I or... think there
0: were sound effects um that was used extremely well and they thought carefully about yes. those sound effects. Yeah. They didn't chuck loads of things in that they got muddled, but then they didn't shy away from using stuff that no. was creative, like I said about the heat fan. Exactly. As well. And there was and, also And so... also when they were in the bath, sorry. yes. turn the taps yeah, on yeah, to yeah, fill yeah. up. And... Yeah, and there was no water. It's just no, you no, know no, yeah.
1: and I think the the other thing was there were certain sound swells where it might have been in the soundtrack, but there was, there were certain bits where they they revisited, say, the main sort of musical pieces, but they just used the swell or the rumble or the ve- mm. the, the bass tones just to just to create that unnerving no- yeah. noise in the background that then blurs the lines where you haven't just got an empty, cold space. It felt like mm. there was always something happening.
0: And now it's time for rewind rewatch. rewatch. Rewind, rewatch now, Richard. That's an easy one. Ah, right, it's going to be the same one as me, isn't it? All of it, all of it, all of oh, it. Oh, okay. It. Yeah, a whole lot. I will definitely see it again. But for my uh, rewind, rewatch, if it's just a little segment, it will just be the bit with the doors. But I will say, no yeah, no, I will like agree that. with that. I will yeah. agree with that. Yeah. But we're
1: not saying anymore. But yeah, no more. I'd watch it all on all definitely. again. But yeah, the doors definitely agree with
0: you, Stephen. Moving on to our final segment, as we say, <laughs> call this a show.
1: Now summary. Just a phenomenal piece of stagecraft, stage work, Absolutely. and acting. This was a masterpiece. It, yeah, just it, everything. It's one that will sit with me for a long time, and I will not forget this performance. Mm. And I wish I'd have seen it soon. Quite honestly, you know, I I sort of ummed and a few years ago when it was first on its iterations, and I'm you know I'm so glad I've seen it now, and mm. just phenomenal. Just, yeah,
0: just great. This piece just played with all of my senses. Everything yeah. was just excited by it. Yeah, It was like being in a sort of euphoric atmosphere in the stage. Yes. You know. And that's not and easy to create. No, it was just, everything was just engaging and it was exciting. It was fresh. It was new, or at least fresh and new to me. It was to me. Yeah, everything totally. about all the stagecraft was on point and it just... It's like you go into a restaurant and they just give you a little portion. You think, okay, I'll just have that. All yeah. this is really, really nice. And then it's followed by something else and yeah. something else. And you're thinking, God, the talent the chef has. Yeah, exactly. Um, is there any more to your... T- yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, yes, we've got this and we have got this and we have got this. And yeah, got this. exactly. Everything just kept putting onto the table. Yeah. All these loads of little plates of ideas and just creative yeah. bits and bobs, whether it's sound, technical, you know, and uh, like the puppets. and stuff. Everything was just piled into this and it wasn't like a sloppy mess
1: no it wasn't you know, at all because
0: we've seen sloppy messes oh, we have yeah, where they chuck everything on the stage and it just becomes crap this yeah. is where you know exactly when to execute a certain element a certain style and this was just done beautifully it's yes. definitely this is hands down definitely on my top top tier if not the top one wow because I felt in terms of like the, the yeah. stage and get that. Yeah. this is up there I've with Animal Farm yeah the one yeah. we saw at the very beginning of the podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Animal Farm was just like that. Yeah. And that was like puppets and stuff with direction totally. and stuff. That was brilliant. Yeah. And uh, Plough Your Bone Into the drive Body of your, the Dead. Drive Your Plough. Oh, yeah, that was a different film. No, Drive Your Plough Over the Bones of the Dead. Yeah. That was um, thrilling and gripping and, and just yeah. cleverly done that one. Totally. Yeah. I preferred the storyline of that one over this. Yeah. But the stage production of this was just everything, everything. Something else. It was a lot more... Yes. Yeah, yeah. and I appreciate it. All those three are just top-notch. Yeah. They're, they're in, like, another realm to the brilliantness of Abigail's party, Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, totally. Um, this is experimental theatre is its finest, really. Exactly. And Book of Mormon, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Scores, then, please, Richard, for The Ocean at the End of the Lane. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being a thrilling theatrical treat for all the senses, and 1 being a puddle at the end of the lane, what's it going to be? It can only be a 10 out
1: of 10 plus, 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 plus. Oh,
0: it's getting there, isn't it? Yeah, 10 out of 10. And it's 10 out of 10 plus for me as well. This was fantastic. Stunning. So, what sound effect will you be choosing from the following? A complete train wreck? Tumbleweed, an audible shrug of the shoulders. Uh? A slow clap. A pleasant applause. Or a standing ovation. What will it be? It's a standing ovation with lots of you <laughs> And it's a standing ovation from me as well. Thank you very much. So there we are. That's our discussion of The Ocean at the End of the Lane. We hope you found it insightful, if not entertaining. Stay tuned as we bring you more of our thoughts and opinions on many theatrical delights in future episodes. If you'd like to get in touch,
1: email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. You can always join in the chat to share with us your views
0: of a production. Also, make sure to follow, share, like and subscribe to all our channels so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. What the website.
1: Yeah, what that, that bit there? Yeah, which bit? The bottom Returning to his old childhood.
0: Yeah, that's what it's about. So,
1: Richard, what's it all about? Yeah, well, I'm not on the website, am I?
0: Well, you should have been. Well, I'm not. You didn't tell. You didn't you send me the link. Been off Grinder.
1: I'm, well, I'm Grinder. Returning to his childhood. Returning to his childhood home, a man finds himself standing beside the pond of. Returning to his childhood home, a man finds himself standing beside the pond of the old of the, of the old. Oh, I did The old Sussex farmhouse. Of the old Sussex farmhouse, farm farmhouse, of the old Sussex farmhouse where he used to play, he's transported to his twelfth birthday when his remarkable friend Letty claimed. Returning to his childhood home, a man finds himself standing beside a pond of the old Sussex f- farmhouse. Oh, this guy's done breaking it where I don't need to. Returning to his childhood home, a man finds himself. A man finds himself standing beside the pond of the old Sussex farmhouse where he used to play. That threatened the... D- are you ready? Yeah, I need to just see one of the scripty bits because if I don't, mm.
0: if not entertaining, an option because I say the rest.
1: And what? And
0: options? And opinions. And I
1: said options.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. An unforgettable piece of stage. No. No.
1: Unforgettable stage grass. One. No. No. Hold no. on.
0: Scores. Are... are we still recording? Yeah. Okay. Scores then please, Richard, for ocean at the Is it oceans? The ocean I the it's the ocean. Pretty much down there. Are you listening? Yeah, I'm listening. Without telling any more any more any more details. Any more, any more?
1: Yeah, yeah, but but being but being yeah, yeah, but but being but but being yeah.
0: What? Are you looking at me like that for? I'm not
1: Yeah, yeah, but but being but being yeah, yeah, but but being
0: but but being yeah, yeah.
1: Are we doing the. So there we are. That's our discussion.
0: I forgot that bit. Yeah, well, we should do, shouldn't we?
1: Well, we're doing it, yeah.
0: So, with all that finally said, Dynamicism. Let's set the scene.